0: good afternoon guys although uh, for this band in particular it's morning but welcome to Beyond the Notion with me Chloe Ferguson. Today I have I, I sit here uh, twisting my hair because I'm a little bit nervous this is one of my favorite songs of 2020 and it's weird just seeing the songwriters uh, but this is I'm going to introduce you to Lauren Zettler and Paul Hammer from Savoir Adore. I got it right oh, didn't I guys? Perfect.
1: Yes
2: great.
0: Well, thank you. This is, uh, as you guys know, I interview a few different people, loads of different artists, but sometimes I handpick the songs that I loved. And over the past, I'd say uh, year, I had this on Discover Weekly and it just became, it just makes me feel it, it's a very nice production. It's a great song. From the first guitar bit, I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? It's got this like, oh, hello, what's happening in this song? Like, okay, okay. And all these productions, but I'm going to ask the guys, uh, really, how did this, like, do you remember from A to Z, how this started, this whole song? Process of this
2: one was fun. I mean, Lauren, do you want to kind of start the story of how this, how this one started and became what it was?
3: Well, uh, this was the first song that we wrote. Uh, well, so we were in L.A. writing with other people for kind of, I think this was, that was the first time we had yeah, done that.
2: the first time.
3: Um, And we had been set up with Jasper Leake, who is amazing, but we went to his studio and this was kind of the first thing that we came up with, but um, jumping ahead a little bit, it was a really interesting session because I felt like Paul and Jasper were really on the same page and I was not on the same page. So it was just kind of an interesting session of, I I don't know, writing with other people can go one way or the other sometimes it's easy and amazing and sometimes it's hard but I just remember leaving the session and I think Paul was feeling really good about what we were doing and I was like I was on a totally different wavelength like I couldn't quite get there um so it really was kind of a um like we had to work at it or I had to work at it a Mm -hmm. little bit to get there but I'm really glad that we did and glad glad that eventually we all found that pocket that felt good for everyone but wow. that
2: is one of the most amazing things i think about how this song came together but collaborations in general because you can even whether it's we're on the same page or not or even if we have completely different perspectives on what the song means you know because like to me Lor like the whole concept of the song came from lauren and all the lyrical content so for me i was like i was like lauren is super into this and then i for <laughs> me i pick like one or two things and for me for this one especially was instrumental right off the back and like Jasper's an amazing bass player. So going into this session, I was like, I wanna make Jasper do his thing, you know? <laughs> and he ended yeah. up, I mean, the whole like bass part that's in the verses and stuff, that's like very much his thing, but it's true. Like we we left the session, I think both feeling a little differently. And I think it's also just the first time the two of us had ever worked with anyone else. Wow. So okay. it's such a change. And it's something I feel like, you know, it's hilarious thinking about in context of this year where it's like, mm-hmm everyone is working remotely everyone's collaborating a little bit more i mean lauren and i haven't even we've been writing every single week mm. but we haven't been in the same room since march of last oh, year gosh. you know yeah just because it's hard and especially you know being in between new york and et cetera et cetera but wow collaboration was a big part of it so that was the very first day we landed i think we even like went straight to the session or something or like yeah
3: i think so like you like straight
2: let's times. do this yeah
3: <laughs> but oh my gosh
2: Yeah, it started probably with a minute and a half. Um, You know, we had the first, I think we had the first verse, second verse, and we were not sure about the construction of the chorus itself, Mm because this is definitely a song that was like, we didn't, you know, I wouldn't say we like labored over it, but it was a lot of fine tuning in terms of the specifics of like how that chorus was going to hit and all the Mm -hmm. broken up, chopped up material and stuff like that. But we can also
0: yeah i've got to talk about i've got to ask about the production at some point because i was sort of reanalyzing the whole thing when i found out you guys were coming on this i was like oh my goodness so so cool because you listen to it and it's funny what kind of mindset when you actually sit down and dissect what's going on in the wake up and it's it's got this and i'm like oh my how how do you even write that like how do you it's so perfectly done but like you said it sounds so it's like it's very bitty isn't it and it's um it has quite an effect on you. That's, that's I think why it stood out to me. Like I listened to so many songs we all do, right. We all listen on YouTube and SoundCloud, Spotify is like a huge thing, but to me it's, I was like, how do you even, it's just mint. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I might dive in and ask you how did you, is it self-produced by you guys or do you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We do everything. Wow. Um, there were a few songs where we bounced ideas and and had things, you know, sort of, cause like a bunch of that, uh, the starting point for this song was something Jasper had started like just a little instrumental, like Mm. synth thing, but the production. Yeah. We, we basically, we really go to town on everything.
0: Yeah. (laughs) and This one
2: that stuff was especially fun because I think, I mean, Lauren, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of that had to do with that Sunlux record and
3: yeah, I was going to say Sunlux was a huge uh, influence. And I think just the idea I've been trying to, when I think about production, like how do you make a verse chorus verse chorus song feel different or interesting um, in like a new innovative way. And I f- it, it felt very like cinematic, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and I think the funniest thing about that song too is we, I think we finished the construction of most of it while we were in, we spent like about two weeks in LA and most of that record, most of Full Bloom or at least I suppose like half of it was written on these trips we took out to LA, just rented a little house and, you know, whether it was collaborating with people or at least like Lauren and I dedicating ourselves to just working for two weeks, because it's sometimes hard, you know, we all, the thing that most musicians don't talk about a lot is like we all work multiple jobs and do different things and have thing, you know, social life pulling us this way that way. So for us going to LA and just focusing was really special, but we ended up playing that song completely acoustic and that song works wow. so beautifully. Just mm-hmm. those two guitar lines. The melody the meaning and that you know the chorus when we played acoustic is really small Mm
1: -hmm. but i think
2: what was so interesting was we were that exact thing we're like well how do we make this how do we take these like explosive moments and just go all the way you know and end up with something that feels special but doesn't feel like overworked like to me now i listen to slow motion and it's like it could be no other way that final production which is i think what we were aiming for you know but yeah it was some fun experimentation i I
0: need to hear that acoustic version i was looking at you guys uh so many videos on youtube obviously and um i was i saw a live i was like i need to find the song live because there's so many elements as we said before like the textures the instrumental textures and i thought how are they going to perform this live this is obviously they play their own instruments and they sing but i need to find out like what it's like live and um i guess actually as well you, you mentioned the bassist That Mm -hmm. instrument, I sound so stupid because I'm a musician myself and I should, such a stupid question. Is that a bass guitar? Or is that just a normal guitar?
2: The guitars on it are all really low. So there's basically two guitar lines going and then the bass comes in around, I think, when the drums come in. like, And it just comes in even lower. But basically, yeah, the two guitar parts are essentially what a bass... Would usually that's do. what i thought you but because
0: when you mentioned it, i thought i'm sure it was just a guitar that is what got me first moment i was like oh my goodness it's so pretty yeah. and it's they kind of work like two people like a simultaneous yeah. like people haven't having a bit of it's like a two-part conversation it's like oh my goodness the call and response is awesome but um i'm getting too much into all these different things now now that you've, you've told me little secrets about the song <laughs> but yeah i thought yeah what i was going on tangent sorry i um I saw the live version you guys performed. It was an excellent version, by the way. You, you performed incredible live. The vocals were just like spot on. I was like, "Oh my goodness, her vocal is you're right on pitch, Lauren." With your, uh, I don't know where it was. Which I think it was L.A. I can't remember, but it was. well it might have been
2: that the Moroccan Lounge show might have had that because we didn't we didn't end up getting to tour as much on that album as we normally would have, and. Yeah. I'm trying to think we played it there. And then I remember we played a bunch of festivals in South America where it really felt great. I remember. And like, it was a hard one to put together live though Yeah. specifically for, you know, two reasons. The vocals are really intimate and important. And then it kind of, you know, contrasts from this incredible intimacy to these incredible cinematic explosive moments. And it's like, how do you capture all that live, you know? And so, it was one of the more challenging ones to pull off, but I think I think we did once we kind of figured out because a lot of those extra fun production elements we ended up just kind of adding to uh like a sample drum pad so that our drummer oh. could perform them he could yeah. perform them so they were pre-recorded but it wasn't just like in a backing track you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah. it's a good
2: balance because you want to you know you want to perform it but you also want to like have all those little,
0: little on, yeah little on ingredients
2: on yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. Um, I'm going to play the song after we've spoken, but there's like, yeah, I was, I was going to ask as well, because as much as I do know this song pretty much off by heart, I've never really looked at the lyrics properly. I kind of I think that the way that you pronounce your words, Lauren, you can't really be like, what did she just say? I think it's very clear the way that you and as you say, it's quite an intimate vocal. It's very high. I'm not gonna do it now, guys. I've not been too well today. So if I if I replicate it, it's gonna be very humiliating in front of such a successful band. Let's not do that. Uh so can I ask you guys about I always feel like I've got a sort of pre-apologize for being because obviously this show's called Beyond the Notion and people get quite uh what's the word? Quite exposed. I was gonna ask, and to be completely honest, this song doesn't sound to me like it's um too Uh, how can I explain? It doesn't seem too personal. It's like dance until you're dead, learn it all by heart, and then learn it all over again. Uh, Everybody wake up, open up your eyes. So can I ask like the sort of narrative and storyline behind the lyrics?
3: Yeah, I mean, one of the great things about music, obviously, is that the the listener is able to discern whatever they want to. So it like, uh, you know, there's a part of it that is um left to each person to to kind of decide what it means to them. But yeah. for me, I think I started with this idea of slow motion. And I, I generally when I kind of start with a theme or or I have a word, I immediately conjure imagery of like of what you would be watching on television. Like what scene in a movie would this song be mm-hmm. narrating? Wow. Um, And so just, I had this image of dancing in slow motion and that was such a like, uh, just a really beautiful comforting feeling to me, like freeing, but in a really intimate way. And um, so the lyrics for me were just kind of about, you know, okay, what does dancing in slow motion feel like? What does that mean to me? And ultimately we landed on um, that it's, it's feeling accepted and understood and in your body and uh, confident and calm, kind of all those things. So just realizing that whatever human needs is to be accepted and understood, uh, that's the answer to most of our conflict or most of our problems. And so, I mean, I guess that, that that kind of sums up where yeah. those lyrics are coming from, like life is a dance, and you just have to keep oh. learning how to like, you're learning, you know, how to do it, and you just have to keep trying. And eventually, like, things will align in a way that you feel like mm-hmm. you're dancing freely in this
0: it's quite it's so expressionate much. as well, as not it? I that kind of thing when you see like obviously music videos, I couldn't find a music video for this song actually, but I did find um, the official audio video and it was, it really freaked me out because I was like, the visual is really cool. Like you, I thought, no, it's, it's clever what they've done. They've put a picture. Of themselves and then they've got lights to make it look like they're like it's just a still picture but actually no in and it's actually slow motion you guys yeah. are sat down and I was like oh my goodness it's so clever because it, it threw me a little bit when I was, I was sort of doing my hair and I was like they've moved like it's, it's <laughs> like we got your ghost hunt or something like that but that's awesome though I like the I very much like the narrative I guess looking at the lyrics now it does make a lot of sense I never took anything to like what's the word uh, complex it's just sort of there as you say and I think uh obviously dancing's an expression a thing and it's you don't notice that until you see like um there's a video uh by a band called Paper Kites where there's these couple dancing and it's so nice. And obviously you tell if it was just in real time, there'd just be, you know, it's sort of a whole other atmosphere. But when you're slow, so it's it's interesting. I like that. It makes a lot of sense to be honest when I'm reading the lyrics back. But um Yeah, that's incredible. And I didn't even ask you guys, although if my presumptions are right, you guys released this in, was it 2018?
2: 2018, yeah. This was the first single we released for like the full bloom cycle. Oh, right, yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. So
2: we released that in June of 2018. Mm. And then we sort of had like a, it was nice because it was the first time we released music this way, but we basically had like a single every couple of months up until we released the album in April of 2019. Oh. That was like the that was the starting point, which felt really nice because we hadn't released for you know about a year and a half before that.
1: Full
0: bloom, yeah. I saw this actually, and um, I was it looked very like you guys had a great time with that album. So that mm-hmm. came out April twenty nineteen, and I guess it was quite a build up when you had all those songs coming out. And it's nice to talk about something quite recent because I don't want to say the c word yet because we will get onto the whole like what you guys are doing now if that's mm-hmm. okay because I would love to know. Yes. I'd love to get excited about these projects that you're doing um, simply because I've been only getting into your music over the past month. And I still feel horrible saying that, you know, it's, it's. I was, I was saying to uh, to those people listening, I was saying to uh, Lauren and Paul that I don't even really, I don't know how I haven't um, encountered them before. I think I'd encountered Dreamers back in 2012 because it's uh, it's got the same kind of vibe as Elevate, St. Lucia. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's like you guys are, it's like there's two pieces of music that are brothers. It's crazy. Like... <laughs> But it's all that all that kind of good pop stuff that came out in the maybe about ten years ago, maybe. Oh. Um, but yeah, I've got to ask you both as well because I am curious, and I ask everybody this on the podcast. But pandemic, have you guys been well? Have you guys struggled to be creative, or have you kind of thrived off that? You know, buzz.
2: You know it's <laughs> it's it's such a complex question, of course, but I think in some weird way, you know, this year was gonna be a sort of creative, you know, conceptual year. Uh, 2020 was at least for us anyway, mm. you know, I feel so much for the bands that had like a full touring schedule a release schedule for 2020, and then had to sort of kind of really just stop. It's not even a pause cause they're gonna have to start all over again, probably now, but. Mm. So in terms of like creative, like my, you know, I don't know about you, Lauren, but it's like in many ways, my plan was to like be home, work on new music, conceptualize the next steps for Savoir. Cause for us, it was already like, you know, we released Full Bloom in 2019. We did a little bit of touring, but it just didn't like, you know, truth is it just didn't take off quite the way we hoped. Um, And so for us, it was like, took a deep breath. I ended up finishing this image tapes thing at the beginning of 2020. And then we started diving in and working on new music the bummer was obviously not being able to be in the same room so I think the hardest part about it has just been getting used to doing this you know like I'm on zoom every day because I also do production sessions with other artists and for us I think you know I don't think it took a long time but it still took a minute to get like comfy and start writing stuff and flowing and I think that's everyone is probably going through that you know
3: yeah I feel like it I feel like we were able to pivot pretty easily. Uh, And I think that that just speaks to the fact that Paul and I are so used to working together that it was easy to just figure out a new way to work together. Um, But I will say, like, like, personally speaking, at the beginning of the pandemic, I immediately was like, okay, what am I going to do with this time? I'm going to, you know, I I had that mentality of like, I have to create something. I have to do something because I'm never going to get this free time, which is not what it was, but it felt like, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to make a solo record, I got to do it now because this is the the time to do something like that. And so I had a lot of grand ideas of trying to be productive, but I really think the reality of the situation just kind of like cut, just, I don't know, like knocked me down before I even realized it and just Pretty immediately was like, okay, I had maybe a month of of feeling creative and under control, but then very quickly was just like, you know what? I, I really need to give myself some some space to just let let things happen and let myself breathe and let myself be sad and scared and yeah, um, know that it's okay if I don't make this beautiful piece of art in this time. So. Yeah, yeah that
2: was an interesting... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: Oh, no, please continue. <laughs> I
2: was just gonna say that was an interesting like, kind of uh, theme of the early months of pandemic where there were even all the memes online where everyone was talking about like, oh, you got to make your your grand opus artistic achievement now. And like, mm-hmm. there was definitely months of last year where I just was like, I'm going to instead be anxious and stare yeah. at this wall a little bit, you know? And it's okay because I feel like I tried to fight that so much at first where I was like... Yeah. I'm going to finish every single idea that I've had brainstormed. And then I realized that like I would sit at my computer and feel overwhelmed. And I think it's okay. And we, you know, obviously part of being a part of that musical community, it's been really interesting how many people feel exactly the same way. And I've had like, you know, just different versions of the same struggle and getting used to it. But I think by certainly by the end of the year, we've gotten into a really good flow of just, you know we kind of work every monday and friday if we can and like share ideas yeah. work on other little stuff and like yeah. especially now i mean it's it's crazy to say but i'm like it's like now this is this is how we record music for at least the time being
0: yeah like getting used to that sort of um what what, i don't know if you guys over there have this but over here all we seem to hear is the new normal that's what we hear you know every day when the prime minister it's well this is the new normal and i think it is we're definitely settling into that but what i was going to say like before was it's nice you both it is that kind of we're all in denial it's like when you're in a breakup and at first you're like oh i need to no i can get over this straight away and i need to move on with somebody else but then you think then you've got to have your morning time and then you'll find that when you come over that hurdle it's like I wasn't in that place when I first broke up with them but now and it's it is a lot about mm-hmm. overcoming that denial and I think for you guys you, you do so many things and you're so creative in your work I think you all those feelings will come out in your future projects if they haven't already like you'll have that frustration because this is a pretty scary time you know you guys couldn't gig and i speak sorry for listeners everyone all of us who are songwriters and like our band, we were gigging uh, It's uh sort of even in London and stuff and people were starting to know our name. And then it's like, then it crashes and you sort of think, you know, and you've got, to, I guess for you guys, it's nice. You've got so much history as uh, as a band, Um, you, you know, you kind of got that to top you up. But um I'm really sorry that you both felt like that. By the way, I didn't, some people just don't feel like that. Most people on the show are like, no, it's given me time to learn the guitar or the synthesizer. But you guys are like, no, nope. you know, it's, we had that moment and you've got to kind of, enjoy that kind of sadness but i think it might come out in the colors of what you write i don't know i don't know you guys as writers but i feel because we've been put in such a position like this it's it's kind of scary like you said um lauren you said it was like scary and um sad you know it's not just frustrating but obviously there's people dying as well and there's family members and um but i really hope that uh and i've got to ask I'll, I'll walk into the next question of kind of what you guys are working on currently like what's the next project for you guys
2: well <laughs> it is you know if i want to say sorry <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> awkward it, this is always one of the most interesting stages where you you start having a, a like a batch of songs you're really excited about ah, and then nice. especially now more than ever where there's a context to the band. There's yeah. a little, and I don't wanna say pressure cause it's not really pressure, but there's just more of like a, there's a story, there's a past and there's, you know, there's something, there's a context to what you're gonna do next, obviously. And so for for us, we're like, we're just starting the kind of conversations about like, well, how are we gonna release music now, you know? And that's yeah. such a big discussion that I think everyone thinks about now, especially with that constant industry, um, you know, the the industry opinion is like, albums don't matter. Yeah. Albums are, you know, are dead, essentially. I hate that mentality, but from a strategic standpoint, I think everyone's in the same boat and we're all trying to figure out, okay, well, how, you know, take, I mean, that's why when you mentioned like coming across slow motion recently, that actually makes me really happy. Cause at least yeah. like, that means those songs are still, yeah, yeah it's very, still out there and people so. are reaching it. Cause to mm-hmm. us, and I mean, We could talk about this specifically for a long time, too. It's like slow motion, because it was the first song that we released Mm -hmm. for Savoir Adore after a year and a half. Because of that, it didn't have the same reach as the songs that we released afterwards. So slow motion is one of the songs on the album that, like, I think is incredible. I think could have been, you know, should have millions and millions of plays like some of our other songs. Mm -hmm. And for one reason or another, it just didn't get oh on my the God, I didn't
0: know that that's like that that's taken me by surprise because I've heard all the I've been listening to you know, the songs when I've been sort of walking around that's what I do and I like to get to know the artist and mm-hmm. to me this is very uh I know everybody's different but it's interesting I mean it's a nice it's very modest of you to say that I think and it's nice that you've admitted that because to me I thought all of your songs were just I thought all your fans you got a lot of good support on Instagram yeah. but since I like that though that I like the one that you guys were like it didn't quite take off as well as the the sorry the follow-up ones did yeah assumingly right
2: yeah and it's it's just a it's a tricky part of you know as as soon as you release music all of a sudden the the process and the context and the conversations they they take on a different form you know and I hate the word strategy but it's like if you were a musician or you know a producer or if you have a project and your ultimate goal is to reach as many people as possible it's like you have to talk about it and So, you know, and on top of it all, the industry just changing so rapidly where I feel like every couple of months I get an email that's like, here's what you need to do for Spotify, here's what you need to do for Apple and, and it's hard because then you try to balance that with like, well, I'm going to go back and like, like, I would rather Lauren and I could just get super heady and write this conceptual album and then like not worry about anything until later or just let other people worry about those things, but you kind of have to think about it, you know, so yeah. that is the very long answer but the, the the more like artistic answer is that you know we're in that process of just writing every week and finishing mm-hmm. stuff and now trying to figure out what it means altogether. and is it an album is it a single is it an ep yeah you know this happens on every cycle <laughs> i think
0: yeah i think um and it's it does take time because some people get concept albums or EPs, obviously you guys won't need to do an EP, you, you know, you've got a lot of songs out there, but it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of theme and is, is there a concept and, or should this just be just a single then another single? I didn't think about that to be honest, but it's, I think it's good that you seem to, you, you both seem to be very, what's the word, you, you know, your intentions, you know what you want mm-hmm. and, um, it's obviously you put a lot of work into things and oh my goodness zoom is having a go at me like no it's it's telling me I'd love to do that i'm so sorry it's it's still working i think yeah it's, yeah. it's warning me about time sorry guys i've gone i knew i had it happen because it's one of my favorite songs so i was like Always. of course i'm gonna i'm gonna waffle on you know i wish zoom didn't have those restrictions but whatever <laughs> um but yeah that's it's, it sounds great and um yeah i guess I, I think i've gone over so i feel a little bit bad and I wanted to actually. I wanted to ask you two one more thing as well. So, where are you guys? Are you, so you obviously you haven't worked together in the same room since March. That's right, isn't it? That's
1: crazy. That's,
0: that's that must be torture, especially when you're so used to doing stuff together, right? Um, and you're both. I guess. Are you in? Are you even close in the states? Because obviously I'm in. I'm in Britain. You know, it's it's a, it's like a five minute drive to everywhere, but. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think that that's kind of what adds to it. If we were in the same city, perhaps we would be in each other's pod and like we would be able to work together. But yeah. by nature it's just harder because I split my time between Brooklyn and upstate and Paul is in a different part of upstate. So we're just kind of remote anyway. It would require like driving and staying or I, I don't know. So in a sense, um, that is something that has prohibited us as well. Like. COVID has just kind of enhanced that a little bit. Um, The fact that we live in different different places, but.
0: Yeah. How far is it from, like how far would it be on? Is it like a plane situation or is it like a car situation?
3: No, it's just a car situation. It's like (laughs) an hour and 15 minutes or something like that, but.
2: I also think early on we just, you know, everyone has a little bit of a different approach to dealing with this, you know? And I think especially because we're both like New Yorkers we went as safe as possible you know because early on no no one had it worse than new york than anyone in the world you know so i think for both of us we're just like let's play it extremely safe and we just you know especially once we realized that we could have such a good flow working like this you know it's like we're both in our home studios so it's like we're able to like record everything we would otherwise you know it's crazy i just you know i'm it's more of a just general personal missing at this point
3: yeah, like, I miss you alone, like we're you know. we're also
0: best
3: friends, so <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah, it, it's it's generally just oh yeah, no one has seen it's their practice for a very yeah. long time. It's yeah. That's of course
0: that's really bad, actually. Even people obviously, it's probably easier here because we're not obviously we're such a small country, but I, we haven't been away. Even my bandmates and I, I think it's not even been that long for us. So it must be awful, you know. You guys, you have so much history, I think, as a collaboration team, well as a band, ra- you know, rather and. Um, I really hope, honestly, I do, I, I like to ask the artists at the end, do you have any gigs lined up? But the more that I ask people, I think they're like, Chloe, don't rub it in, mate. You the, know, this is just not, well, this is not a vibe.
2: <laughs> the funny thing is, um, so we do. Ooh, um, it hasn't been announced nice. yet, but it's, it, is, it is this ongoing. It's just funny because last year we had one gig booked because it wasn't going to be a year that we were going to tour a lot. And it was the Corona Festival in Guadalajara, Mexico. Okay. And so the Corona Festival has now been postponed three times.
0: Oh, my days. Well, yeah. I mean, it's in the the title already, isn't it? (laughs) It really is
2: just, I mean, we just joke about it because they keep postponing it and we're like, I guess we'll put it on the calendar. So our next gig is September twenty fourth in Guadalajara, Mexico,
0: and that's going to be the Corona Festival. Corona Festival. I mean, of course, the Corona Festival. It's going to be the one that's going to be delayed, isn't it? It's in the name. But that's that's. I'm so gutted for you guys. Like, because it could. Some gigs did go ahead. I know over here there was some people. Mm -hmm. Like I used to live in Cardiff, which is capital of Wales, and the music. Have you been?
2: Yeah, we played oh my there gosh. What? a long time ago. Yeah. Oh. We, um, gosh, I wish I remember the name. But Cardiff is a beautiful city. Yeah. We oh, we you've been. That's so cool. We got to know some of the BBC whales, Jen Long and nice. Beth Elfin. She oh, like brilliant. brought us to some shows, so it was. I
0: had no idea. That's incredible.
2: Long time ago.
0: <laughs> was it? Was Was it like the Dreamers era?
2: Yeah. Well, it would have been. It was 2012. We played there right before uh, Great Escape.
0: Was it, the, um, was it the Welsh club by any chance? I'm just curious. The Welsh the moon. Gosh. I'm trying to remember the places we've gigged. I, I can't believe you've been, that's so cool. That. Like it's yeah, just so Yeah, we played weird. with like,
2: cut ribbons. Do you know them?
0: No, but they're, they're a Welsh rings a bell massively. Yeah.
2: yeah, but anyways, yeah. it was fun. It was a beautiful city.
0: Oh, it's so cool that you've been. It's hard to, when I talk to people from different countries, I don't want to be like, oh, because you, most of the people, it's the Welsh music scene that I kind of support. But yeah. I like to be a bit, like I've been with you guys, I like to be a bit cheeky and be like, I want it to be like the artist that I've been obsessed with for the past year, you know, and <laughs> the songs which I've been sort of inspired by with my music. And then... Um, but that's great. Honestly, I, I, I'm really sorry. I really hope that gig can go ahead. I feel like things might ease up a little bit in the summer. I might be wrong, but I'm hoping for you guys, you could play that gig. So
2: yeah, we're optimistic, you know, who knows? Yeah.
0: September. So I know it's it, it's already February, but sometimes I'm like, how much more can they, you know, obviously it's a very bad thing that's happening and we have to yeah. be safe, but I really hope it goes back. To, it just feels like a weird dream. I do you know, it's like slow motion. It's, it, <laughs> it, it, it applies, you know, it's like everything's totally. just slow and yeah, but but yeah uh thank you so much guys I f- I still feel really shy people who are listening will <laughs> know that Chloe I usually just talk over people and I'm saying all sorts and I'm but I'm honestly it's so just when, you, when you're obsessed over a song or when you're like really into a song and you listen to it like so much during a year it's, it's just strange to talk to the writers and it's been so cool so thank you guys so much this has been a highlight so far thank you so much
3: thank you. thank you for talking to
0: us yeah and good luck with everything um in this year <laughs> as much as we can Thanks be so much
2: yeah likewise
0: and i'll play the song if that's okay after because i want to show this song off to all the people i'm sure so many indie pop <laughs> fans would have heard this but is that okay if i play it now it's yeah. a, uh so yeah guys that has been i mm, still can't say it a Savoir adore. perfect
2: nailed it